Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But this is the flying voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show. It's unique. It's an unusual program. Uh, well, I guess if it's unique, it's unusual as well. But uh, it is about food and about restaurants, about cooking and wine and all the things that you enjoy when you sit down at the dinner table or wherever it is that you sit down to eat and drink. We all do it. You have to do it. Uh, but who wouldn't do it anyway, even if you didn't have to do it? We talk about food. And we cover the entire range of it. And if there's something that you uh, have been wondering about you know, in some restaurant you go to and they have some dishes that uh, make you shake your head and wonder, what, what is the deal on this anyway? Uh, call me. I'm, I'm not claiming here to be all knowledgeable. I, I certainly am not that. But we do have a lot of people who listen to our program, and among them we just about always find the answer to our questions, and sometimes I have it pop out of my own brain, but don't count on that as much as you used to uh, because it ain't there no more. But anyway, we talk about food and restaurants and stuff. Uh, I want you to know uh, a a couple of things that I doubt will either upset you or uh, make you smile. Who knows? Uh, I'm going on vacation for a few days, not not too many. I'm going to miss tomorrow and Friday. And uh, I'll also be hanging around, I think, only one day on Monday. So it's, I'm, I'm not uh, going off too far or too much. Uh, the occasion is my grandsons, both of them, uh, they are having various kinds of uh, birthday anniversaries. And uh, unfortunately for me and my wife and uh, all the others put together, uh, they, my son uh, and, and his uh, wife, they uh, live in Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is a long way from here, so uh, we take advantage of it once or twice a year, and this is the time. So that's where we're going, and I was thinking uh, while mulling that over, uh, what could we talk about that could possibly uh, uh, connect itself on, on that? And I thought of something, believe it or not. not. Not much of something, but let's see what we get out of it. Airport food. Now, I, re- I forget who it was who said it. I want to say Calvin Trillin. I think that is who it was. Said that um, the, uh, the worst food uh, you can have uh, in an airport is, in fact, the airport. But uh, the second uh, worst is... In an airplane, uh, that's the worst of all. But I remember a time when uh, they would s- actually serve you a, a meal, and I, I remember I'm lucky enough. I think I just barely made it in on this one uh, back in 1985. Is that right? Yeah, 1985. Uh, I was asked to attend a conference 
uh, by the Finlandia Vodka people in Finland, of all places. And they invited me to come uh, there and spend a week and seeing what what it all was like. And lest you uh, get the idea that uh, I was taking it over and and trying to get some mileage out of it, uh, the truth is that uh, vodka doesn't do it for me. It's just not, not a non-entity for me. But uh, it was great to be hanging around for a while, <clears throat> and we had a chance to uh, eat some dishes that were really unusual for just normal dining, let alone in an airplane, in a big airplane. At that, it was a 747. I remember that well. And, and I was in the business class, and I remember that the dinner that they served us would have been comparable to a wine dinner in New Orleans. It, would, uh, uh, it had not just wines, but it had cognac at the end of it. It had a, a great variety of food and, and drinks. And I remember there was a guy sitting next to me who was, in fact, a native of uh, Finland, and uh, I got to talking to him for a, for a while, but then he went to sleep, and he said, that's all I can do on a plane is go take a sleep. So uh, he did, and, and I didn't. I couldn't. I, I, I just uh, dug it, and they kept bringing more food. And uh, ever since then, that's been my benchmark of how good an airline uh, can be, uh, and you can even get much, much better than that. Uh, but at that time, that was about as good as I was ever to find in the rest of my life so, so far. Anyway, so there's, uh, there's that. Now, here we have uh, a- another uh, touch of this uh, that's coming down uh, with, uh, with this. My wife, uh, has, uh, he, she, she plays around with uh, airfares and making reservations and putting them here and putting them there. I, I, I can't even keep up with what she's doing, uh, but it seems to work for her. And on our way back from uh, the thing we just did uh, less than a month ago when we went on the Orient Express, if you can believe that, uh, we, had a, we had a great time there. But on the way back, she somehow finagled a way to get us in first class where you can actually fold out a bed and lie down and, and, and hit, the br- hit the rug. Uh, it was wonderful. And they also had a, a, a lot of good food and uh, plenty else. And I thought, no wonder people pay this kind of money. I don't know if you've ever looked at how much it costs to take a, a, a long uh, flight uh, that is, is uh and you're in first class. That, that is uh, something else again. Uh, and if, it, if, if it's ever going to happen again in my lifetime, it will be because my, my wife is so good at figuring out how to, how to go about that. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. But I can tell you, it's very luxurious. Uh, this is the Food Show. Got anything on any of that? We'd love to hear from you. If you have something on something else, call me, and that's uh, right up our alley, too. We talk about food. That's the only limitation we put on this. Or drink, you know, you know and you, you don't even have to be all that stringent about it to begin with. We want to hear from you more than you can possibly imagine. That is the greatest desire in my life, is to have you call our show right now and tell me, Anything, anything you've ever had in your life to eat that you really loved, something that you wish you could have again, something that you wish you would have for the first time 
or anything like that. We're always waiting for you. It's the, the, the bugbear of, uh, of our program, which has been around for a, a bit over 30 years now. Same host, same idea, same, same station, same everything. Here we are still doing it. And uh, there's one critical piece missing, and it's something that just drives me out of my mind. So if you ever find me and th- you think I'm out of my mind, it's because I've been thinking about this too hard. How can I possibly get you to call me right now? You don't have to. You don't have to have anything written down. You don't have something that you've thought about that you want well, to remind you of this or any big deal. It's just a conversation that you and I would have if we were in a, in a, an airport, for that matter. Okay. Two six zero six three six eight. You had mentioned Kelvin Trillin. I what? You had mentioned Kelvin Trillin and a supposed Kelvin. Quote. Children, about yeah. uh, airport food. Now, yeah. he also had a quote about his mother. Uh, he probably did. He said, the most remarkable thing about my mother is that for 30 years, she served the family nothing but leftovers. <laughs> the original <laughs> meals never have been found. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I also heard that uh, 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 given credit to Edna, what was her name? She used to have a daily newspaper column. I forgot. But that sounds good enough. Uh, uh, he is, he was, and still is, a very, very funny guy, Calvin Trillin. He's a, a longtime uh, writer for the New Yorker magazine. So, and he's 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 written a lot of um, a lot of articles and uh, and books too on the subject of food. So much so that a lot of people put him into the category of being a, a food guy. When, in fact, uh, he writes about everything under the sun and is very good at it. If you ever see a Calvin Trillin, Trillin article, read it. You'll, you'll really enjoy it. It's the food show. And uh, who's over here on the green phone? I, I heard, uh, ah, it's Greg. Greg, welcome to what is known as, to those who like us anyway, the food show. I say, Greg, are you there? Yes, come on in. Step right up. Hi. I, I'm ecstatic that you are there talking to me. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take a while. I'll take anything. I'll take a, an IOU for tomorrow. <laughs> anything. Let's do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. It really does. And the great thing, uh, I've been drinking, I would say for the last few years, I've been drinking almost a predominance of white wine from that category. There's two, uh, I'm going to say something very overgeneralized. So uh, those of you who are uh, really uh, sticklers about the what these all things all mean. Uh, you have your your uh, Chardonnay white wines, which tend to have a good bit of of fruit kind of quality to it, a wonderful aroma. Sometimes you'll even get a little oak uh, coming out of it. Uh, but then uh, Sauvignon Blanc is a lighter wine, almost without exception. There are exceptions to this, just like there is for everything else. But you can, you know, I have a feeling we've had this conversation before. I don't know why. But uh, anyway, um, I find that I'm ordering more of those Sauvignon Blancs and uh, sh- uh, and a few uh, of the other light 
weight white wines because I eat so much food. Food is uh, so much, uh, 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 you know, real real food like uh, seafood is what I, I guess I'm asking for. And and when when I want seafood, I'm I'm more in a white uh, wine kind of uh, position because you have this this acidity in the wine and you have this little bit of smokiness over here and the two things go together real well I think so that's where I'm coming from uh, usually I do Pinot Grigio is uh, really comes from Central Europe and I have no problem with that uh, but uh, their wines are uh, they're a little bit sweet sometimes which is not something I'm I'm tend to be looking at uh, and sometimes the, the, the white ones can really get kind of astringent, uh, uh, is uh, something I've seen before. But, uh, you know, I, I, as it all boils down to this for me. My favorite wine is a wine I've never had before. I, I, I find that very entertaining. So, uh, so uh, do I have to come up with an absolutely perfect formula for having the, the best possible wine to go with this particular fish. You know, who needs it? I mean, if it tastes good, it is good. Yes, I did. I had a whole bunch of them, uh, but I was being steered around. Uh, this, this always happens to me. This is the curse of being a restaurant critic, although I can't say that it's a bad thing. Uh, and that is, when I'm at a crowd uh, like the wine and food experience or anything else that's kind of like that group People descend upon me and start talking to me. I'm very, very flattered by that. Uh, so I'm not complaining at all. But uh, sometimes I wind up going to those things and not getting anything to eat or anything to drink because there's always people standing in front of me wanting to talk to me. But again, I tell you, I wouldn't trade that for a million bucks. You know, uh, I, I'm uh, uh, those big uh, black wines. I love them, and they don't. You, you know, they stand on their own. They're they're so powerful that they stand on their own. So, all right, I've got a pork chop in front of me, or I've got a a, a lamb rack. Well, you know, you you send that uh, uh, that black wine over here, and that's what I'm after. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, in 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 white wines, there, there are things worth looking for, and the one that I I think I like the best are any wine made with riesling. Riesling seems to go with everything, and sometimes it's a little bit uh, sweet, but not enough to worry me uh, about it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I totally. It's a really great thing because it has kind of this built-in spicy quality. It's it's not actually spicy, but there's something in there that is like a little brush in the mouth with your a light fist, <laughs> which which can be kind of interesting. Yeah. Thank. I uh, expect to do so, and thank you for making the the first call of the day. It's the food show. You know, we're having another one of our contests today, and as always, uh, there is no prize, but you and I can have a little fun with this. That's coming up in a couple of minutes. The food show, generally speaking, continues here on 105.3 FM HD2. You don't have an HD2 radio? Oh, please, goodness sake, go get one. You need one. It's so much better. That's like going around with no spl uh, flat tire. Wait, fl uh, nah, never mind.
We'll be back with more of the food show after first. Please, this. Do 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 do. Somewhere there's music. How high the moon? Yeah, sure. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to talk with you about uh, what's uh, what's what you're eating these days. Give us a call, would you? Because there are people listening right now who don't know you yet and uh, who are not sure what they feel like eating, and they uh, don't exactly know what part of town that new hot cafe is in. Uh, but you know all these things. And if you were to just call on the air and give me like, uh, you know, 30 seconds telling me about some place that, uh, that you've enjoyed lately, uh, that person who's trying to figure out what to do for lunch or for dinner would suddenly have a bunch of ideas, and uh, they will thank you for that. Maybe if they never talk to you again in a, in a strange sort of way, they will, they will thank you for that. Uh, so why not uh, get in there and dig it? It's, uh, here's our number, 260-6368. If you're not sure what to say or anything, don't worry. Forget about it. Don't worry about it. You and I are perfectly capable of having a conversation, just the two of us. And when we end our little conversation of 45 seconds, we will walk away feeling better about uh, today. Why not? Just go ahead and do it. To try it out. See if it doesn't, you know, especially if you're kind of bummed out for some reason today. Call me. You know, we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, perk you up a little bit. 260-6368. That's 260-MENU is an easy way to get there. We have an Eat Club dinner almost as soon as I get back from this short vacation I'm taking over the weekend. Just as soon as we get back, uh, we will have an Eat Club dinner at uh, Impostados in Metairie. Uh, Impostados has the distinction of having been the restaurant where we have done our Eat Club dinners that has a had the most of them, just the sheer number of dinners that we've done over there is they're in first class, first pace, first class, one of these, uh, first place. And then uh, they also uh, have a menu that is not going to try to make you uh, reread the, the Bible to figure out what in the world is this talking about. It's straightforward, really good food. And uh, they have done it that way for a long time. It's a five-course dinner. $80 is the uh, price that's uh, uh, for the tax tip, wines, everything put together. And it will be at Impostados in Metairie. If you're interested, uh, go to nomenu.com. I think there's a, a, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure there is over there a way to look over the whole menu uh, but also, here's the phone number to make your reservation, 455-1545. And that's if you want to go to our Eat Club dinner at Impostados. You will love that. But the only way you could not like it is if you didn't like Italian food at all. And then maybe. But if you do like Italian food even a little bit, you'll love what they put out there. And this is uh, consistent over years now that we've done dinners over there. And it's uh, on the uh, on the 17th. That is, what, Wednesday night in about two weeks. So hope to see you. I, I can't wait to meet you. Really, uh, you will meet me while, while I'm there. Let's see. Chris is calling us over here on the green phone. Chris, welcome. Any of those? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can vouch for that because I, I didn't eat there, but I passed right in front of it, and there it was. They are either open or they're about to open. They're open? Okay. It's uh, kind of there, yeah. Uh, it was uh, actually, it wasn't Mr. B's. It was, uh, this is trivial anyway. I'll forget about it. it yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Ruby Slipper? Oh, yeah. Here is, uh, here's what they're all about. In, in recent years, there has been a boom in the number of restaurants that are doing breakfast or brunch. It used to be, the, you know, you would maybe go to a, like a, a, a waffle house or something like that, but that was about the extent of it. Now there are a lot of restaurants out there that do breakfast and brunch, and they don't just put out the, uh, the scrambled eggs and the bacon. Uh, they come up with some really great sauces and, and arrays on the table. It's, it's basically what the Brennan family did back in the 1940s, but brought up to the modern day. Prices uh, tend to be in the high single digits. Uh, they do a real nice job of presentation. And uh, uh, about the only way you could not like this is to paraphrase what I just said a second ago. If you didn't like breakfast or bacon or waffles or anything like that, and if you, if you like hollandaise sauce and bernaise sauce and, and to poached eggs, that's the place for you. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, not, I've never heard of it. Where is it? Hmm. Hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, the the one over on St. Charles, right by the hotel, uh, or like next door to it. I I don't know. I don't know, and, and uh, I, I hate talking about restaurants that just opened, and what I really hate talking about restaurants that haven't quite opened yet, because how, how much can you know about that, and why would you go to a brand-new restaurant anyway? Uh, so uh, and I, I really uh, I heard that they were opening up in that location again, but I, uh, I have not heard anything specific about it. And, you know, I... No point in talking about it if you don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Atuti, that's right. Thank you very much. By the way, Chef Andrea was honored last night at a big, big, big deal over at UNO. And I bet you he's walking around, you know, multi grazia, ciao bello, depraviato. No, wait a minute. That's different. Thanks for calling. Having a little fun here. Oh, look, John Volpe's here. Welcome to our show. Hey, hey, Tom. I had to tell you about uh, over the weekend. Went to North Shore Empress. North Shore. Oh, this is that place in uh, Covington, right on the highway, right? Kind of set back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Set back, uh, and uh, uh, my wife and I went, and uh, uh, 
met my uh, sister and my brother-in-law and really enjoyed it. I got the Kung Bo chicken, which was really good. Uh-huh. Uh, I came, we came with uh, some uh, wontons. Yeah. And then I was looking for, uh, what do they call them, chochos. But they didn't have that on the menu. Uh-huh. So I saw something that was called high hops. And I found <laughs> out that high hops are basically chochos. And uh-huh. it, it was all excellent. That's it always. was all excellent. Uh, this is uh, for, the, for those who might not know uh, where you're talking about. It's the wait, wait the, the somebody of uh, uh, Empress. Yeah, North Shore Empress. North Shore Empress. North Shore Empress, and it's more or less on the other side of the parking lot from Copeland's. Yeah, yeah, kind you go. You got to go into the yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's right next door to a big old Holiday Inn that's set up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and, and the, and the main and the main fact that I have learned from going there is that they have a lot of Chinese food on their menu, but they also have even more Vietnamese food. And the people yeah. who the people who actually own it are in fact Vietnamese, and they're very very proud of it with good reason. They do a great job. And I got the interesting thing. Their hours, I think, on Saturday is noon, and we got there maybe about 10 minutes after noon and yeah. walked in, and I, I swear the restaurant was about 95% packed already. Really? Wow, <laughs> I was blown away. Yeah, and the food have, was excellent. Yeah, they have a pretty good following there. They've done a good job with that place. And, and one other thing, I, I know you were, you were the guy that called before talking about Ruby's Slipper. It replaced the, the location of Cafe B. That Cafe was, B, yeah, I couldn't remember the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cafe B, yeah. Cafe B. But anyway, that's it. That's well, all I got. Thank you very much. See you later. It's the Food Show, and I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and we will come back with more of our program in just a moment. After first, please, this. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show, and it's a very simple concept. We talk about food. I mean, that's it. That's the whole program. Uh, but, you know, you got to eat, so you may as well eat with me uh, or get some ideas from me or for all the, from all the other people who uh, listen to our showgram. Our showgram, I like it. I just made up a word, a showgram. <laughs> wow. Write that down, somebody. Show grant. Anyway, uh, we talk about food and all of that, and we'd love to hear from you. 260-6368. Let's uh, let's do our contest for today. It's a little more abbreviated than usual because uh, I don't know why. I don't think it makes a lot of difference. Let's see. What did I do with it? Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, by the way, this is a, a contest. Uh, for feeling good. If you win, you don't get anything. I'm sorry. I wish I had something to give, but I don't have anything to give, and I'm not allowed to give anything that I'm told not to give away. You know what I mean? Anyway, here we go. Uh, The restaurant of the day is the concept. And what I'm looking uh, looking for is for you to come up with the actual name of the restaurant. Now, we'll cut a little bit of slack on this. But you can't come in here and uh, say, oh, yeah, yeah uh, I think it's that, uh, that uh, fried catfish place uh, with the uh, dogri on top of it and the bananas. Uh, even if you found such a thing as that, uh, exactly even where it was on the map, uh, if you couldn't tell me the name of the restaurant, you would not win. So, okay. And uh, that's about it. Let me see if we run into any other clues uh, or cues or rules. I'll tell you more about it. But here you go. 
Uh, this restaurant, uh, restaurant of the day, is one of a group of three different restaurants. It's, in other words, it's the same company, same bunch of people who uh, have not one, not two, but three different restaurants. And an extinct fourth restaurant is still well-remembered. So I'm telling you that one of the four that go that match up with this restaurant, with the restaurant of the day, uh, has a uh, has uh, gone out of business. Although some others are still there. So if you have any idea what this is, call me up two six zero six three six eight and tell me what you think it is. And remember, again, I'm sorry if it's this way, but uh, there's no prize if you win. I would love to give you a prize. You'd be, you'd be astonished. When you, when you come to one of our Eat Club dinners, ask me about this, and I'll tell you what goes on. It's just it's one of those nutty things. Too much, too much uh, falderol, we'll just say that. I mean, not enough to get anybody mad or anything, but, uh, but that's it. So it's a little bit complicated, just to run it back again. Uh, the restaurant of the day, it's one of a group of three different restaurants, all owned by the same people. And there is a fourth uh, such restaurant uh, that's also a member of that same group, uh, and they are still very well remembered, even though they're not around anymore to uh, talk to them directly. So, you got it? Two six zero six three six eight, And we'll let that sit and slide for a while, and if nobody can figure it out, we'll come back with another one. I thought the one we had yesterday was pretty good. I just, if I say so myself, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Two six zero six three six eight. That's what's important. Yes, and uh, you probably want to know what National Day it is today because we have a few. No, uh, what is National Something or Other Day today? Oh, it's now National Siblings Day today. Siblings. Day. Yes, it is National Siblings Day. Siblings Day. I'm Not National. Thing. Give your sibling a wedgie, a wedgie day. But just uh-huh. National Siblings Day. Yeah. Oh, it wow. is uh, also National Encourage a Young Writer Day. Uh, are you sure you want to do that? I, hey, yeah. why not? You know, you know I, 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 I had one in my family. My, my daughter is pretty good at just about any way of expressing herself, and writing is one of them. She's a really good artist and a, a, a few other things, but... Uh, uh, that's uh, that, that doesn't enter into the picture just yet. National yeah. Bookmobile Day. Bookmobile. Remember the bookmobile? I do. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you this. This is something I've heard from more than a few people over the years, and that is when you went to the uh, the library, uh, library. what do they call it again? The, li- the bookmobile? The bookmobile, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The main reason that people went to uh, to check it out was? To get a book. No. 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 What was it? To get into the air conditioning. No. <laughs> well, that I'll makes tell sense. You, yeah. I remember when I was that age that the, the thing would come up and down our street, you know, once every now and then, the bookmobile, uh, but it was air conditioned. And in those days, we didn't have air conditioning in our house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there's two good things about it. Well, there you We're go. Worthy of celebration. 
Another national day today is National yeah. Farm Animal Day today. Farm animals. Yes, my grandfather had a, mm-hmm. a an all-inclusive recipe for any farm mammal. <laughs> he did. His, his English was not too good. It was uh-huh. make fire cook meat. <laughs> you know, that's a better recipe than most people realize. I understand. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. Before you leave that behind... <laughs> What was that anyway? Let's see. Uh, it was make fire cook make, meat. Make fire, yeah, uh, yeah. But it was what? What were we saying right before that? I, I, I lost. National track. farm animal. Farm animal. Yeah. yeah, we have uh, a guy uh, who has been coming to our eat club dinners practically as long as we have had eat club dinners. In fact, he even comes to the eat club thing that we do on Mardi Gras Day every year at the Crescent City Steakhouse, and. That's what he does. He's a large animal veterinarian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he's a, a very, uh, very uh, good wine guy. He knows his wines. He always brings a good bottle of wine and always gives me a half a glass of it. Yum, yum. Okay. National Cinnamon Crescent Day today. Uh, last night it was a crescent. Yes. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty uh, easy to tell. I don't know. And today. one more. Yeah, okay. Just one more. National... Soft-shell crab day today. Ah, that may be a little premature, but we're getting very close to it. And uh, so we should be seeing that pretty soon. But uh, soft-shell crabs are funny, you know. They, they have to have their environment just so, or else they will not emerge from the water and allow themselves to be caught. But, boy, when you get soft-shell crabs, you've got something. So that's it for the uh, right. day today. It's a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, a lot of yeah. stuff there. But, yeah. Uh, well, so. thank you very much. Oh, you're quite yeah. welcome. Uh, you know, there was one, there was one other aspect of about soft shell crabs, and that is if you ever travel, uh, even if it's a major food city like Chicago or uh, San Francisco or Los Angeles or uh, New York City is kind of in a class by itself. But if you you find yourself Anywhere pretty far away from New Orleans, and you are in a restaurant where they have soft-shell crabs, uh, give them a little grief about it. Ask them, where are these soft-shell crabs coming from? And they'll almost absolutely without question, the, the first thing they'll say is, oh, these come from Louisiana. And they do. That's not a joke. They just don't know any better. And in fact... They don't know uh, about it at all, for the most part. For the most part, uh, softshell crabs are a proprietary thing. They ought to be, I think. Here in New Orleans, we've got them. We eat them all the time. We don't give it a second thought. You know, you go to Impostados, you say, oh, I think I'll go for the softshell crab. He'll bring you two of them. <laughs> you needed the first one even. But uh, there it is. Uh, and uh, take take full advantage of it, and wherever you travel, if they say they have soft-shell crabs, tell them that you are from the place where they come from, and they don't really know how to cook it in their place. So, uh, you, know, you know, give them just a little jive. Did you get all the uh, pieces of it? Call me, and I'll tell you again if you want me to. Second clue? Okay, second clue? Oh, good idea, yeah. Uh, three brothers... This is, by the way, uh, as we start into this, this is uh, about a different bunch of restaurants than that first one was. 
Uh, three brothers have been working on three restaurants. Some of them have changed over the years, but it's still the same three guys and the th- same three uh, dishes. And some of these dishes have uh, changed over the years. What kind of food do they have is what we're asking for. And what's their common surname? Because these, these are people who own a restaurant. So what's their second name? You know, their, their, their uh, family name. And uh, if you can get that, you will win nothing, uh, not because I'm a cheapskate, but because I'm, I'm not allowed to just give things away. So uh, we'll, we'll work up to that one of these days. 260-6368. Call right now. You'll get Randy in. Uh, we have some guest hosts for you. It's uh, some of the guys who have done this in the past for us in our I think without any exceptions, uh, the, my guest hosts uh, have done really such a good job that I really am concerned for my job. They are, they are really good. And you'll hear them tomorrow, Friday. Um, I don't know if we're going to be here on Saturday or not, but uh, Sunday, uh, I mean, not Saturday, um, Monday and Tuesday. So uh, just a few days I'm taking off. It's uh, because it's birthday time for my grandsons and my son and uh, everybody else. And they all live in Los Angeles. And, boy, I wish they didn't. I wish they lived right here and let them show them, show them around the Creole city. 2606368, looking for somebody to talk to. How about you? Listen. There are people listening to us right now. I know it's hard to believe, but there is a fairly large number of people listening to us right now. And they know that there are certain dishes out there that you like a lot. They, uh, uh, and they uh, also know that the only way they can possibly get these dishes is if you call up and tell us about it. Because, you know, we're just, just guessing at it, really. And if you have the idea that the, the, the really great restaurants that we talk about all the time are uh, really just a waste of time because everybody already knows about them, right? Wrong. They're, they're, they don't already know us, and they want to know about your favorite restaurant, your favorite dish in that restaurant, all of that stuff. They're not just shoving it in the corner. They really want to know. So if you want to make uh, the eating time better for a whole lot of people around town, it costs you nothing to call us on the air. We're not going to come get you and give you something that you don't want. We just want you to call and tell us what you have enjoyed so we can let other people know about it and they can enjoy it too. And you don't have to worry about whether that will fill up your restaurant and you won't be able to get in anymore. Forget about that. That does never actually happen. So uh, don't worry about it. Two six zero six three six eight. Boop 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 boop. We have about three odd minutes here. Anybody got anything? Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. Uh, you know, you know. I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the program, and I never did follow up with it. My question is: When you go to the airport, do you ever here in New Orleans now? Do you ever find anything good to eat in the airport? Now, 
we were saying earlier, you know, Calvin Trillin is, is accredited to this. He said that the second worst place to eat is in an airplane, and the worst of all is an, airpl- air, is an airplane uh, uh, mon- airport. An airport, thank you. And uh, that, that's pretty well true. It's, it's the same in, in my experience. However, uh, you and, and I and just about everybody else, now that New Orleans has a lot more uh, flights in and out, uh, we don't spend too much time in the airport anymore. And so uh, we don't really get too many tastes of it, uh, which I guess is just as well. But in other cities, you you must have noticed this if you do any significant amount of traveling, that there are lots and lots of really appealing restaurants in some of the bigger airports. Uh, When we were looking for the... Uh, that that whole uh, Orient Express event that my wife and I went on about a month and a half ago, uh, we kept running into that because uh, everybody wanted to, to go to some of these oddball places, and they seemed to like it. Uh, the, probably the most interesting restaurant here in the in the Louis Armstrong Airport is, uh, I'd say it's at Leah Chase's place or. Wait, it's it's, uh, it, it, and it does the the food of Dookie Chase basically is the idea. Last time I was there, I had fried catfish. It was great. I mean, great, not just great for being in an airport, but great. Period. It's news time. We'll take a break and come back with more of the food show after we check in with the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, here on one hundred five point three FM HD two. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.